Grab your Bibles open. Uh, probably the best part to open right now is Luke 15, but we'll be flipping around a little bit. So if, you're, if you'd like to, today's probably not a bad day to, to look at the screen. Um, and uh, as you can see too, just before I get stuck in, um, I know some of you are, some of you are a little bit worried because the beard's growing back and I can sense that there's a bit of tension in the room. Can I? Had Jesus had a beard. So I just want to make it clear that I'm on beach mission at the moment and you're allowed to on beach mission. Everyone does it. Um, so there you go. No, I'm, we're having a great time on beach mission. We're down at Taroji Beach Mission, which is the sort of, I guess they call it Wollongong Beach Mission. And it's uh, off, we're staying at, well, we're camping at Wollongong, um, what's it called? Surf Leisure Resort. That's it. Yeah. Yes, resort. Yeah, it's, let me tell you, where we're camping is not resort-like. Um, we're tucked away behind some shipping container. Um, anyway, it's okay. We're having a great time, though, because we're, we're partnering in the gospel. We're able to share with people about Jesus, and uh, it's really great. We had a fate last night with um, uh, lots of things. We had this amazing, um, uh, these jumping castles, one with this enormous worm went for about 40 metres. It was the most... That next time we do a jumping castle at Christmas, let's do that. Um, it, was, uh, it was really good, but more importantly, we're, we're able to share with people who don't know about Jesus, um, about Jesus. Last night, Michelle had this wonderful conversation with two um, uh, Muslim believers, uh, Muslim uh, people, and um, uh, they just happened to be back from holiday from Dubai. And so there was this lovely connection. Um, if for those who don't know, that's where Michelle and I uh, spent um, the last three years before coming here. So it was wonderful. God uh, was doing wonderful things. Anyway, it's great, great fun. Um, let, me, let me start, and I want to I give you a moment or two. I want to give you a question. And I'd love it just to think in your heads just for a moment. What is it that you long for? What is it that you long for? What do you crave? Now, I'm not thinking about chocolate or pretzels or burgerings. They were Michelle's things she craved when she was uh, pregnant. Um, I want you to think bigger for a minute. What do you long for? So are there things in your life that you pursue above others? Well, of course there are. So what are they? I've come up with four. I'm going to have a look at these four things over the next four weeks. They're all really good things. I reckon most of us long for these things. We reckon these things are worth pursuing above anything else. They're good things. Acceptance, independence, security, experience. Did any of those pop up in your head as you were thinking about that question? Let me ask you another question then. What if we pursue these good created things more than the creator what happens then the one who has given us given them to us see that's a question god asks of us in the bible in fact god says really it's about getting the emphasis right god has a lot to say about how we live and how we work and how we think and and relate what we pursue what we long for god's got a lot to say about that and he wants us to get the emphasis right. So why don't we pray and ask God to speak to us and to show us as we discover what the Bible says about getting the emphasis right. 
when it comes to these good things. Let's pray. Let's ask God to help us. Father, we thank you for today. Uh, we thank you that we can gather together. You have actually drawn us together and so that we can not only encourage each other and sing praises to, to you and encourage each other in song as well and pray to you, but Lord, we, we, we get to open your word. And Lord, we pray that we would uh, listen to what you have to say. And we thank you for this opportunity to come together. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, in the early 1940s, there was a psychologist, you've probably heard of him, called Abraham Maslow. Now, uh, Maslow produced his work on the five, it was the five basic needs of, human, of the human being. So you might have heard of Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Anyone heard of that? Yes? Okay, there you go. So his results were um, summarised in this well-known triangular diagram. There's a bit of commentary in this one, but it's the diagram most of all. There's lots of different types there. Um, it's interesting, isn't it? There we go. Self-actualisation, uh, esteem, love and belonging, safety, physiological needs is number one, they say. Although um, many today believe his work is now obsolete, or at least it should be edited significantly this. Um, I know plenty of people who would think, yes, that's number one, battery life, number two, Wi-Fi, then physiological needs. Um, Maslow theorised, and back to our picture before, Maslow theorised that our third greatest need, you can see it there, is love and belonging. Uh, our third greatest need, what we long for, if I can say that, is, yes, acceptance, love, belonging. And this need is met in community, in family and friendships and so on. Again, they're good things, aren't they? These are good things. Now, I think he was right. I think we long to feel valued. We long to feel part of things, in the gang, so to speak. We long to have this sense of belonging. We long to feel accepted. And it seems to me that this... that we see this longing for acceptance and belonging in our society's attitude or, can I even say, worship of family. I think family, if I can put it this way again, family is the poster boy of love and acceptance. Family is where we ought to feel accepted. To belong to a family is where it's at. It's the, it's the, it's the pinnacle. It's when it comes to belonging... When it comes to being loved and accepted, we're told, well, family's where it's at. It's why many people love the hit TV show, uh, Modern Family. Uh, we want what they have. If you don't watch that, you might have remembered the Brady Bunch. We wanted what they had. Not anymore, though. Um, no, no, well, maybe we do, I don't know. But family, uh, at least like this, is what many long for. It's what we treasure and we want to protect as well, pursue. We want to start a family, be part of one, form one. We desire to get married, to, to form one. And to turn your back on family, well, man, that's the, that is uh, the great social sin, isn't it? So today, for the next few minutes, I'd like us to think about whether we've got the emphasis right when it comes to pursuing uh, acceptance, belonging in the context of family. Because I guess, my guess is that uh, using family as a way of example, um, we see that our pursuit of love and acceptance is fulfilled in family. Now, of course, we could focus on other areas of life. We could do that. 
but it seems to me when it comes to acceptance and belonging, it's family that we hope will fulfill our needs. I want to say too, it mightn't be easy talking about this sort of thing uh, because it's a sensitive topic. We love our families and actually our families, we'll get to in a minute, causes a bit of pain as well. Anyway, I think we can do it. So here's the first thing I'd like us to see from God's word. If you are, I've left lots of blanks in your sermon notes. Um, the office has been closed this week, so we haven't got an outline there for you, but the outline's fairly simple. We're going to talk about family being good, family not being perfect, and then perfect belonging at the end, perfect family at the end. Well, family is good. Family is good belonging. From creation, we note that family is part of God's good creation. God said to Adam and Eve, be fruitful and increase in number. God said to Adam, it's not good for him to be alone. So Eve was created. A team was formed, a partnership. And in Genesis 2.24, Jesus even quotes these words when he's talking about marriage. He says, for this reason, a man will, man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife and the two will become one flesh. And God saw all that he had made and it was very good. Did you get a chance to watch the, the fireworks last night? Anyone, go, anyone coming back from Sydney? That'd be impressive. Uh, okay, we, we watched them from um, the Wollongong beach there, Taraji Beach. Um, I, you know, we'd see them fairly well, the Wollongong fireworks, that, that is. They're pretty impressive, aren't they? And they seem to get better and better every year. They take, uh, I think, months to prepare. If, you've seen, if you go to the harbour... Um, a few weeks before, there's little, little boats coming out and setting these uh, charges and all the sort of things they have to do. It is, it's just magnificent. And I love the, I, I've always, I think it was the first one was in the 2000, the turnaround in the, two, the year of 2000, uh, when the, the rain from the bridge, that sort of image came. Just beautiful, isn't it? It really is fantastic. I think uh, I've seen a few New Year's Eves across the world. And I think, I think uh, Sydney has the best. Um, <laughs> no bias, of course. Uh, can you imagine the... the I, I don't know who the curator is and who the artist is, but I imagine that on the night when it all goes swimmingly well, you know, and he looks back and he closes his eyes, he folds his arms and he's just watching it all. He's probably as nervous as anything to make sure everything happens, happens and goes to plan. But he sits back and he thinks, oh, yeah, that was pretty good, wasn't it? I hope he does that because they are pretty good. You know, uh, and I imagine God did something similar. You know, when at the end of the, the, the sixth day, before he rested on the seventh, God looked back and he, and he said, oh, that's very good. He looked at creation and he said, that's very good. Uh, I imagine it was a whole lot more spectacular than some fireworks on New Year's Eve too. Now that's worth remembering as we think about family and God's creation. No matter how hard our families might be, we've got to remember that family was there at the beginning. Genesis 1 and 2, we just, just read it there. there. There are some of the, the verse, the references I quoted. We've got to remember that family is good. It's a gift from God. God made it so. The goodness of family and the acceptance and belonging that we experience in it, well, that's, that's worth celebrating. It's worth being thankful for. So much so that the Bible says that not only is family good but we ought to try to keep it that way so children are to obey their parents Our parents are to love their children not embitter them or discourage them and so on Our parents are to teach their children god's ways families are good and when they work well this is good belonging i remember the um 
years ago, I'm pretty sure it was an NRMA ad, uh, the, the, the tagline was, well, it's good to belong. I think it was NRMA. That's the same with families. It, it's, it's good to be in a family. It's a good thing. But again, I wonder if we're getting the emphasis right. Being accepted is a good thing. Belonging is a good thing. But the Bible's emphasis is not in the pursuit of it for our own personal desires. You won't find that. But rather, acceptance of others is where the Bible's emphasis lies. So God does not show favoritism, James chapter 1 says, nor should we. Our best example, uh, no surprises, is Jesus. He would eat and socialise with the outcasts of society, the tax collectors, the prostitutes, uh, what the Pharisees called the sinners. Remember our Luke 18 reading? It was the one that Thou read. Jesus would even talk to and welcome in the little children. They were the nobodies in society, really. They were meant to be not seen and not heard. That was little children in those days. They were not really important, pushed to one side in society. But what did Jesus do? Jesus invited them in. And he actually said, the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. That was a staggering thing to do. Amazing thing to do. God loves families. God loves children. God welcomes all. We'll come back to Luke 18 in a few moments. Let's look at this second aspect of family that the Bible teaches. Family is not perfect. It's not perfect. Human relationships let us down. And it's a difficult thing to think about, but much of the pain in life we experience is due to human relationships. And much of that appears in the context of family. Families are not perfect. Marriages break down. Families fight. Brothers and sisters turn on brothers and sisters. Tragedies occur. In, um, one of the, in fact, one of the earliest recorded uh, families had one man murdering his brother, Cain and Abel. <laughs> Should we give up on families then because they're so hard and they're not perfect? Should we give up on marriage? No, the Bible says. Remember, family is good. Marriage is good. It's a gift from God. But we need to work hard in our families, taking up our responsibilities to love. So husbands and wives need to work on their marriages. In March, later on this year, we are offering um, a uh, marriage enrichment course, the end of March. Married couples should come. No matter if you've been married for 10 years, 20 years, 50 years, uh, you should come. It'll be great. Married couples need to practice Christian marriage. You know what I mean by that? Uh, we need to work on our marriages as well. But practice is a better word, I think. So if you want to become really good at soccer, what do you do? You practice it. You want to become really good at a musical instrument? You practice it. You want to be really good at marriage? Oh, you practice it. You practice Christian marriage. So marriage is good. We've got to keep working on it. But it's not perfect, is it? Families are not perfect. Families' marriages are not perfect. And, well, we mustn't expect them to be that. And the reason families are not perfect, well, do you know the reason? It's because families and marriages are full of imperfect people. <laughs> That's why they're not perfect. It makes sense, doesn't it? Because of sin, sin is our turning away from God. Uh, 
turning away from the goodness of God even. And as we make the mistake of worshipping created things rather than the creator, well, families, like all relationships, will disappoint. As human beings, we want, even crave, belonging, acceptance, forgiveness and love. But the truth is that we won't get it perfectly in our families. Our families will fail. So in our pursuit of love and acceptance and belonging, and we all want it, and trying to find that in families, for example, I wonder, are we asking something of families that they cannot possibly give? Maybe we are. Friends, the good news is that what families cannot perfectly give, God can. God can. So the third thing we want to say today is that being in God's family is perfect belonging, perfect acceptance. See, when we put our trust in the Lord Jesus, when we come to him, as Jesus invites us to do, we are welcomed as sons and daughters of God. We're accepted into God's family. In the words of Deuteronomy 10, you would have had to have been listening pretty carefully, but I just love this little sentence. It says that God set his affections on you. Speaking of God's people Israel, God set his affections on you. That's what God has done to us when we come to Jesus. He set his affections on you. So we're no longer orphans. The Bible says we're adopted into God's family. Now, the stories of adoption uh, are pretty cool, really. They're, 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 they're uplifting, they're inspiring. Um, my nephew, Cheng, here he is up on the screen, he's the one in the middle, um, he's, uh, and his parents, Fiona and Charlie, he's one such story. I, I don't have time to really talk all about it. So he's uh, born in Taiwan, and he's from an orphanage in Taiwan. Uh, kids like this have little hope. If you've ever been to an orphanage like that, I've been to one in Cambodia, actually, with Michelle back in 1990... No, 2008? I don't know when it was, back then. Um, <laughs> Ten years apart. But it was, it was pretty confronting, really. They've got no hope. Their little future, very little privilege. And so, really, Cheng felt no real sense of belonging, even. That's, that's very common to kids growing up in an orphanage. Where do I fit in? Where do I belong? I'm not really accepted. No real sense of family until he was adopted. Now, not just in Fiona and Charlie's hearts, but he's been adopted legally. Now, what I really wanted to do, I wanted to get the certificate of adoption. But Fiona said to me, oh, there, there really isn't any. And she said, I've got about a 20-page legal document. Do you want me to send that to you? I'm okay, thanks. Um, but it's legal. Adopted with all the legal standing, all the rights of any other children they might have. You see? When we come to Jesus, we are adopted into God's family, welcomed as a son or daughter, just like God's son. Isn't that extraordinary? Isn't that incredible? Just like the Lord Jesus, we're adopted as a son and daughter, just like him. Now, if you do have your Bible, you can open it to Ephesians 1, but it's going to be up on the screen. Um, these are some wonderful words of praise that tell us a bit more about what happens when 
a follower of Jesus, uh, when we come to Jesus, when we come into a relationship with the Lord Jesus, um, it says, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love, he predestined us to be adopted as his sons through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and will, the praise of his glorious grace, which he has freely given us in the one he loves. In him, we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins in accordance with the riches of God's grace, which he lavished on us. Didn't hold back with all wisdom and understanding. Now, we could do three or four sermons in this passage, um, but aren't they just wonderful words? Do you catch some of those ones in bold there? For he chose us. If you're a Christian person, if you've come to Jesus, you know that God has chosen you. You're adopted. You're adopted into God's family, accepted by God, just like Jesus. And you're redeemed. Redeemed by the blood of Jesus, his death on the cross for you, the forgiveness of sin. Redeemed means rescued, rescued from the, the wrath of God and judgment. God calls us into his family. Perfect belonging, the forgiveness of sin in accordance with the riches of God's grace. It's one of my favorite passages of the Bible. It's just wonderful. Friends, perhaps God is calling you now, drawing you to him like little children. As Jesus describes in Luke 18, Jesus invites us to come to him like a little child in trust and dependence and in thankfulness. He'll accept you. He'll forgive you. No matter what you've done, no matter what your past, no matter what your secrets. It's perfect belonging. It's perfect forgiveness. It's perfect love. Friends, family is good. It is good. Uh, but it's not perfect, so let's keep in check those expectations and let's come to God's family where we'll find perfect belonging. Can I invite you, just as we close, to take a moment, and maybe take a moment to pray. Uh, pray to our Heavenly Father, as Jesus invites us to call God, our Heavenly Father. Perhaps you're praying for the first time, uh, perhaps you've prayed many times before. Thank God for his invitation to be part of his family. Thank God that you are, if you're a Christian person, you've come to Jesus, you're part of God's family. Perfect belonging, perfect acceptance. With him as your heavenly father. Thank him for giving his one and only son so that you can be his child. I want to pray, uh, uh, play you a song. Uh, it's a great little song. I think it's a, it's a prayer as well. And maybe as we listen, I'm going to have the words up on the screen. It's a wonderful reminder of the things we've heard today from God's Word and a wonderful encouragement too of the truth that we, we find about God being our Father and Him accepting us as His son or daughter. So, um, thanks, Carla.
Will your mercy soft and saved us? Hallelujah. We belong to come to you, Lord Jesus, we are precious children in your eyes. Lord, we pray today that um, we may just do that. Uh, we may just come, come to you and, and uh, perhaps even for the first time put our trust in you. Lord, thank you for the, the great goodness of and uh, oh, the, the privilege it is to know you 
and to be part of your family. Lord, we're sorry that we don't always get things right in our own earthly families, but we know, Lord, that you are indeed perfect and you invite us to be part of your perfect family through the Lord Jesus Christ and his death for us on the cross. So thank you for your goodness to us today. In Jesus' name, amen.